Welcome to the 2023 Fall Brainstorm Virtual Speakers Series. Listen as Kelsey Boyer shares her dramatic story of traumatic brain injury and forming the nonprofit Save a Brain. She presented My Invisible Injury on Thursday, October 5, 2023. The Fall Brainstorm Speaker Event is sponsored by the Northern New Jersey Traumatic Brain Injury System and Kessler Foundation. It's now my pleasure to introduce Kelsey Boyer, who will be presenting today My Invisible Injury. Kelsey spent most of her life following her passion of being a competitive slow slope style snowboarder in high hopes of competing in the Olympics. During 2016, she sustained a TBI, which resulted in immediate brain surgery. Her life drastically changed and she had to find herself and her purpose while dealing with bad post-concussion symptoms. This led her to create a nonprofit, Save a Brain. Save a Brain is a Utah-based nonprofit whose mission is to provide education, encourage prevention, and spread awareness of the long-term mental and physical effects of TBI and concussions. Thank you so much, Kelsey, for being here with us today. Thank you for the intro, Kelsey. Like she said, um, I'm also I'm a 30-year-old. A uh, white woman with blonde hair, blue eyes. I'm also sitting in my office. If you want to use your imagination, I could look like Blake Lively. Thank you uh, for taking time out of your Thursday to be here with me. And I'm very grateful to have the opportunity to sit here and share my story with you. Um, I also, you'll see me glance down to my right. I have some notes because also from my brain surgery, I tend to wander. So if you see me glancing down, it's just to keep my own brain on track. Um, so how did I get here sitting in this chair? Oh, there we go. So today's takeaways, grit and resilience, silver linings, and knowing that you are not alone. These three things have and I feel like still are critical pillars in my life that help me get through every day. And yeah, just truly have gotten me to where I am today. Um, I'm going to show, we're going to hit like a quick Thursday midday movie. Um, <laughs> so grab, grab your lunch, grab a snack. Um, it's a five minute video. So we will just be hunkering down for a minute. And then I will continue talking after. So I hope you enjoy. My name is Kelsey Boyer. And what brought me out here was just the snowboarding in the mountains. In 2016, I was competing in high hopes of going to the Olympics for slope style. And I sustained about eight concussions in about a two month period. And my brain started bleeding, but I had no idea. And all of the doctors just said, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine. I was actually on a film trip, still snowboarding through all of it. I don't really remember those two weeks at all filming. 
I was gagging a lot and having mood swings. Everybody that I was with was like, this is not who you are. Like we, something's wrong. We're taking you into the emergency room. The ER um, physician or lady was like, we think you're okay, but just in case we're gonna take a CAT scan. She came back in and her face, That's when she said, you are lucky to be alive. You've been bleeding in the brain for two weeks. Your brain has shifted 11 millimeters and you have a subdural hematoma. You're on your way for brain surgery right now. I woke up from brain surgery in the ICU and I was very confused. They weren't really letting anyone in the room with me and I had tubes all over and I had to pass a bunch of cognitive tests, walking tests, talking tests. They didn't really tell me much, but I went through all the steps, made it to the recovery floor after about two weeks, I'd say. You know, told me I was good and released me on my way. The doctors did not tell me anything as to what to expect after brain surgery. Just told me to come back in three weeks to get the staples out of my head and to get a checkup. I'd say after about three months of my surgery, I started experiencing more mood swings, depression. I couldn't look at any screens without getting head pains. It hurt to move my eyes as soon as I would wake up. All these little things just kind of kept stacking and I was just like, what do I do? After about four years of my recovery, I started speaking up more on my social media about it. That's when strangers were reaching out and felt like they were in the same boat as me. They felt lost, they felt hopeless, which led me to create Save a Brain as just an Instagram account to share facts with people because I felt like people, we aren't as educated as we should be about the brain. So I went right for the nonprofit organization and felt like we could do more by filling the voids of being the finances that need to get people to treatment because the financial burden on an individual family is just huge, along with providing awareness and education about TBIs and head injuries. We don't want individuals to think that a traumatic brain injury is the end. It's not your new normal, there's so much life after it. It's just navigating and having the right resources and having a safe place to go. The long-term goal for Save a Brain is to save as many brains as we can by financially supporting an individual to go receive treatment. After everything that I've been through, I feel as if I've been given a second chance. Creating Save a Brain is my second chance to make a greater impact on the community. It's an extension of who I am and it will forever mean more to me than winning any contest will. I can't wait to see where it goes and I'll forever just keep fighting for the TBI community. Um, let's see. Okay, am I still good or do I have to go back into like slideshow? Good, Jackie? Oh. Okay, great. <laughs> well, thank you all for watching that.
no, nothing like a quick midday movie to enjoy your lunch. And yeah, now, now you've seen how, like what got me here today and sitting in this chair. And it's been seven years or like seven and a half years since my brain surgery. And I currently started resurfacing things and digging through my recovery because I feel like I, you know, I didn't necessarily like accept what had happened. And now seven years later, I've been, yeah, like what got me here today? Um, and that's my first pillar, grit and resilience. These terms are new for me. So I'm also learning them, which is what the definitions are there, but I do resonate with them heavily as to how I got through my brain injury. Um, and grit and resilience can look different for everyone. Um, I think we can all collectively probably put ourselves in a moment where we had to dig deep within ourselves to see a light. Um, so the definition of grit, grit is passion and perseverance for very long-term goals. Grit is having stamina and sticking with your future. Resilience. Resilience is the capacity to withstand or to recover quickly from difficulties. Toughness day in and day out. My grit, my grit I come to find out is journaling. Uh, these, what you see on the screen are, you know, notes that were in my journal. And so my grit on the right there, um, my passion of snowboarding, I made a trick list. Um, so this, like I said, this could look different for anyone, um, as to how like to relate it in your own life. But for me, this was it. So in 2016, I had my brain surgery and then in 2017, not even a year after my recovery, I am making an absurd amount of a trick list. Like even when before my injury, this would be like, you know, I don't know what I was thinking. It's like funny to look at it but it also just shows like the grit like I had brain surgery and I just was like you know looking forward looking ahead um it wasn't enough that I was like I'm gonna give up on my goals it was enough to be like I'm gonna persevere and what does that look like for me and my resilience is the one in the middle there of the definitions so it says you are stronger than you think and as I looked, I just started digging through my journals, honestly, to put this slide together. Um, so I went back through all my memories and yeah, throughout, like consistently throughout my journal, it says you are stronger than you think you are stronger than you think over and over. And for me, I realized that was my resilience. Making that note to myself was like the light that I needed to get through. Um, and yeah, I think finding that light as well as surrounding myself with good people, that's what got me in day in and day out. Um, and I also just loved like on the notes on the right, if you can't see it, it says at the bottom of a trick list of like 20 tricks, it says, have fun and believe in yourself. And I think that's also a note that is easy to forget in life, especially when something bad happens and you're just trying to find the good. So grit and resilience is my first pillar there that kept me going. And I'll just let everyone take one last look if they're reading anything. 
next slide here. So the second pillar, silver linings. Um, the definition of a silver lining is a negative occurrence and taking a positive aspect out of it. Uh, again, this could look different for everyone in their life, but for me, it was very tough to accept my brain injury. You know, I had this goal and I had an idea of how I was going to hit it and I did not plan for my brain injury to happen. That was, that was not in the plan. Um, and it took me years and I feel like I still go through it. Like takes me a while to accept it. Um, but for me, accepting it was huge because it just made me realize that there are blessings within the pains that we endure in life and it's up to us to find them. And another big thing was life was never going to be the same for me. It's never going to be the same for any of us. Like if you even think about who you were yesterday, you know, we're not the same person that we were yesterday. Um, I truly believe we're meant to be on this earth to grow and, you know, life tends to throw things at us, which was my brain injury. And if you look on the screen, um, on the left here, we have. Bethany Hamilton. She is a professional surfer who was a victim of a shark attack. Um, they didn't think she would live, let alone ever surf again. For Bethany, obviously I can't speak for her, but um, the silver lining out of what happened to her, she is now on a bigger stage to show what resilience looks like. She's you know, took her story to give people hope. She's filmed movies, done public speaking. Like she, she might've even wrote a book. I don't know if that was her, but um, the silver lining of her shark attack, she didn't plan for that either. In the middle here, you just watch my Netflix documentary. Uh, <laughs> and for me, my silver lining is having the opportunity to sit here with all of you, you know, I get to make these new connections and these bonds and spread awareness on this invisible injury and just have a voice for the traumatic brain injury community and community itself, which in my life, I never thought it was going to go this, go this way, but that's the silver lining within my brain injury. And on the right here, we have Simone Biles, um, world-class gymnast, gem of a human. Um, she had what people are saying, a mental health breakdown, but what it led her to was becoming a global advocate for mental health awareness. And now she has the ability by finding the silver lining and what happened to her, she has the ability to connect with people on a deeper level and just understanding. Um, and like I said, I think silver linings, it's hard, you know, like when you're in a dark situ unknown situation, it's really easy to start digging the hole of finding the negative in all of it. But I can confidently say that finding the silver lining and the positive day in and day out is what got me through 
even, even when I felt like I couldn't find it, you know, finding something small, like even if it was just like, I, I, I have like a bunch of gratitude journals actually. Um, and yeah, just finding gratitude for like one small thing that you did that day can get you through. And the third pillar here, you are not alone. The quote on the screen says, asking for and accepting help is not giving up. It is refusing to give up. And the photos up there, the bottom left, it's a girl that is just alone, feeling the pain of being alone, um, just kind of to herself and taking a moment. And the photo on the right is two people climbing a mountain and the person on the top is helping the person by holding their hand to get to the top of the mountain. And I feel like that's also been a big part of my life. Um, this lesson has come, the more I dug in my injury, um, I realized that I didn't ask for help. My recovery was like very lonely, dark, unknown, terrifying. I had people that like wanted to be there for me, but I just wouldn't let them in. And now that, you know, it's been seven years, I am opening up again and being like, I need help. Like, I don't want to do this alone. Like I surround myself with good people. Like there's a community out there that can also relate to what you're going through. Um, I think it's just like changing the narrative in your head of asking for help is actually strength and not weakness. Um, I, people always ask me, they're like, why didn't you ask for help? And for the longest time I was like, I, I don't know. Like I couldn't figure it out. But for me, I didn't ask for help because I had five doctors, as you saw in the video, tell me that I was fine. So I started to just think I was fine, even though I wasn't. Um, also, the invisible injury aspect, I felt unseen. I also had no idea what was going on in my own head at the time. And a lot of my mood swings and effects of my traumatic brain injury that came along, I felt very emotionally unstable. And I, you know, didn't want to be a burden on the people around me. Um, but truthfully, like, yeah, I mean, my recovery is ongoing. Like I said, it's been seven years and I feel like I'm still learning from it every single day and learning to ask for help. And if it wasn't for the journey that got me here today, like what I created next was save a brain. And I created this nonprofit because I just took my own recovery and realized no one should have to be, be alone. No one yet. Yeah, like nobody should have to walk that journey alone because for me, it was just very hard. And so I was like, how can we come together? What does that look like? And that led me to save a brain. So as you heard in the video, uh, we are a nonprofit that focuses on prevention and education of traumatic brain injuries and concussions. 
obviously it's a massive void to fill. So we have our hands in a few pots. Um, one of them being we provide resources. So our happy helmets program, we donate brand new helmets every month to nonprofits and youth programs. And that's been our longest program now. So I think we've donated like 2,500 helmets, um, which is really cool because I feel like it's like people get into these sports and then the financial burden of having to buy a helmet is there. So we just like want to make sure people's brains are protected. Um, we offer support. Blair the Brain here. <laughs> Blair is a new program this year. So it's an animated brain that does all of our education. It's for eight-year-olds and up to understand. Uh, so it's like we learn through storytelling. So Blair just takes us through their life. And we learn about everything that could come along with brain injuries. We have our intentional eating series. So every month we release um, like an ingredient of the month. And within the ingredient of the month comes like an easy recipe that you can cook at home because raise your hand. Let's see, can I go on? I don't know if I can go on gallery view, but who likes cooking? Who likes eating yummy food? We, I feel like we can all relate there. Yep, I see some hands going up. We all love food. We're here for food. And we wanted to just like let people know that, you know, you are what you eat. And how can we like learn about this together? Um. I'm just going to go to the next slide. These are just some photos here, but yeah, along with all of that, we have like a resources tab um, that lives on our website that helps um, navigate people to trustworthy clinics in their area and might also just offer a few other treatments that people could try. So we have that on our website. We also facilitate helmet checks at uh, action sports contests for the professionals. So they get their helmets checked before they go out and compete. Um, I'm like, I feel like it's like we have, yeah, we, we do so much over here. And I, I could go on forever, you know, talking about it, this invisible injury and this like big void that we're trying to fill. But for us, it's at the end of the day, you know, it's been three and a half years now since starting Save a Brain and I have no experience running a nonprofit. Like you've seen my past. I've just been an athlete. Um, but for me, like it truth, it is an extension of who I am. And it's super important for the world to educate themselves on their brains because we truly only get one brain. Um, so yeah, I feel like um like like I said, I, my brain's wandering, but yeah, save a brain. Like we want everyone, especially in this call to know that we're here for you. We're here to provide that education, the resources, the support, and just offer you a sense of community to know that you don't have to be alone. The brain doesn't have to be scary to learn about. How can we all just like normalize this conversation and come together to, to learn? Um, and yeah, I think that's like the journey of my life. I'm like, these photos are seriously like my favorite thing looking at them. The kids on the right-hand side, if you can't see the screen, the kids, there's two kids on skateboards on the right-hand side, having the time of their life. We just donated helmets to them. The top left, um, those are two of my best friends who helped me run Save a Brain. And we're just standing at our 
our new tent that we're so excited about because <laughs> we didn't even know we'd be getting a tent. Um, and then the bottom left is a big, big fat donation of 30 helmets to a nonprofit here in Utah called SOS Outreach. Um, but yeah, now that I'm like wrapping it up, I, and just like sitting here, like going through it all, like my brain injury has been my biggest teacher. Um, I truthfully can say that. And yeah, I think it's going to be for me, what I've been learning is it's a forever journey. Some days you sit with it, some days you don't, but the days that you don't, how can we just make sure we get through that day together? Um, and then, yeah, just thank you all for listening to me talk, um, for taking time to be here today. And if anyone, you know, feels compelled, like there's the, like I said, it truly like takes a community to come together, like a village. And if anyone feels compelled, there's the donation uh, QR code for Venmo, or you can donate on the website. Um, but yeah, even like $25 could help cover a helmet um, for a kid. So that's where that money could go. But yeah, other than that, I just really encourage you to follow us on social media, um, you know, subscribe for our newsletters because we have a lot of cool things in the works. And like I said, I could talk your ear off forever about Save a Brain, but I but I won't. Um, so yeah, just follow along our journey and, you know, thank you for being here today. And I just hope everybody knows in here, I'm just going to cuss, but how badass they are. And yeah, just find that within yourself because if you felt compelled or inspired by what I just shared, like, you, you know, that's a mirror. You hold that within you. Um, and yeah, that's it. So thanks for having me. Like I said, feel free to follow us. And I have my personal one on there as well, if anybody wants to reach out. But now I will stop talking and I would love to answer some questions. Great. Well, well, thank you so much, Kelsey. We really appreciate you coming here today and, and sharing your story. So so we'd like to open it up um, for questions right now. And just so everybody knows, there's a few ways you can ask questions. So first, you can use the raise your hand feature. Uh, to do this, you want to click on the participant button on the bottom of the page. When that opens, there will be a raise your hand button that you can press. And then one of us will call on you to ask your question to Kelsey. Oh, really? Um, second Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. You were still going. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> I'm like, that's I can't okay. tell with I can't tell with the virtual thing. Um, <laughs> can I stop sharing my screen? So then I yes, can you can stop book. sharing your screen okay. because then okay. we could um, you know, we could see everyone who asked the question. Okay. We'll 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 pin them with you. Okay. Um second, if there's anyone who doesn't want to ask their question, you can feel free to type it in the chat and then one of us will ask that question for you. So at this time, we can open it up for questions. I see that, um, let's see, Dushan, is that how you say your name? I see that Dushan has a question. Yes, hi everyone. <clears throat> Thank you, Kelsey, the team is wonderful what you're doing. <clears throat> I'm sure a lot of people appreciate it. But from um, from one thing, maybe I, I jump in a little bit late, but uh, I, uh, 
didn't get it, the extent of the injuries that you uh, sustained. Um, and uh, in terms of the receiver brain that you're doing, um, I see like it's mostly uh, focused on prevention, of prevention of the of the brain injury. But what about the people that there are so many that have already sustained? Um, when I had mine, as you said, I, you didn't ask for help. I did ask. I was asking for help for 15, 10 years, more than 10 years. And it wasn't for me researching and trying to find a way how I can help myself. It wasn't that I, that, that I found it. And I think that's exactly what is also needed for a lot of the community is to find, uh, to have all those uh, resources that they can address to. Um, I asked many doctors, one was sending me to psychiatrist, the other one was sending me to neurologist, you know. So one is giving me medication for one thing, the other one is giving me medication against the side effects. So, and my goal right now, I'm training to be a doctor and I want to be a neurosurgeon. Neuro, well, I'm designed for neurosurgeon, but more, more for a neuropsychiatrist. Uh, so somebody who's actually focused on traumatic brain injuries and both on the physical as part of the neurological, but also the mental parts. Um, so for me, there are not there like it's 15 years now. There are days that I feel like you are, the days that I feel resilient and I have the grit. I have had the grit from the very beginning, but there are two or maybe three out of seven days a week when I'm like on the bottom, even below the bottom still. And just, just one more thing to add before I do my final thing is that I think that the grit and the resilience is not something that uh, we can come up with. It's something that is more of a subconscious mind because when I try to to go back to the day when I, the days when I was I was in coma forty days after my head injury, and um, I didn't know who I was, but the, the grit was there in me, and I was I got out of the hospital within five days after I got up from my coma, even though I was all uh, with fractures, I even walked out with casts out of the hospital when they were let me go. That was just because of that grit, but I was not aware of it. It was just more subconscious, subconscious. So I won't actually want to to uh, to redefine the definition of grit, where it's not something that <clears throat> oh you don't have it because you you're not. Uh, you have not developed it or you're not, you just, people are just not aware that they have it because the subconscious mind, sometimes it's not more active or more uh, aware. They're not more aware of it in the present based on the what type of injury. Like I lost all of my memory, mm -hmm. which probably was not the case for you. I had to re relearn what a family is, what a mom is, what a brother is what it is to be a brother when all those things, you know? So it's it's very, very subjective, every injury. And it's very difficult to, I mean, it, I think it's wrong to compare one with, with another, but the best thing is to do is to 
to have somewhere where we can, I mean, I, I'm willing to help and get in with you with uh, whatever you're doing. So actually, besides the prevention, we can also focus more of the, of the injuries. How there are not many uh, patients who are aware of you can do, you can be, you can actually become better than before. And that's my, my that's my actually goal. I'm still working on it. I'm not there yet, but hopefully within the, in the, around five years, I'll think I'll, I'll get there better than I was before, the one from before. Warrior. So, <laughs> no, thank you for sharing that with me. That's, and I feel like with all of us, I mean, and I think everything that you're saying, it's like, yeah, like every brain, you know, brain injuries are like fingerprints. Like everyone is different and what works for somebody else might not work for you. And it's kind of like, you know, a journey that you just embark on that. Like you said, you're like Googling like anything. And I and not only Googling, researching, researching doctor asking, I went to insane. so many different doctors. Yeah. And now you, some of them, as you said, they're telling me you're fine. No, yeah. but I know I'm not fine. You're not gonna, you're not gonna tell me that I'm fine when I know I'm not fine. For you know? sure. And I think for me, like it's like, I mean, I like resonate with all of that. You know, like it's just like I had to be my biggest advocate. Like I went two weeks with a bleeding brain, and like no, I went to five doctors, and none of them caught it. And like the last doctor was just like, you wouldn't have made it through the night. And that's why Saber Brain does exist as well. And like to answer your question of like. Yes, we like focus heavily on prevention, but for us, we're also in this space of like, if you're going through it, like we're here, you know, like here's a community we can learn together. We help connect people to treatment facilities, to resources that they might need. Um, and if we don't know it, I'm the one on the other end. And I'm like, I will help find that for you, you know, because like I might need it just as like we all need it. Um, and I think it's just kind of like, even for like caregivers, you know, like, we're just like, just educate yourself, like be here, like see what people need around you. Um, and like, I, I didn't hit on this, but we have a program called the thrive program that's new of this year. And we are trying to financially support people to go get the treatment that they need. So we helped one person thus far. Um, well, I'm going to be the second one to sign up for it. <laughs> But at the same time, I have a lot to give too because I, yeah. Googling up, it's not just see, sitting one day and finding, not only you find information, you reach out to them and get them the, get to know what they can offer. And even with the ones that offer, say that they offer things and you see them face to face and they're like, oh, well, this is only the only thing we actually, which yeah. is not, it's completely different from what you were expecting them, you know? No. So, and I've went through so many things and we can share. I mean, I can uh, email you or you, you can give you my phone number and we can get in touch and make this uh, save a brain even even bigger. Yeah. So I can, well, we can also do the to prevention. I mean, not only the prevention, the prevention is very important as, mm -hmm. as you were doing. Like the same thing for all the other uh problem and disease like cancer risks and everything like that it's, prevention is number one thing but that's not the that's not where we have to stop we also have we have so many other people that already had had suffered and are afraid to share yeah they feel yeah. like they feel so impotent 
and they don't want to they get embarrassed for being for feeling impotent you know for many years i've been felt impotent because i was not able to to even recall the what happened to me three three hours before that you know yeah. So there's they call the many different aspects. That's why it's not it's not uh, well addressed because now there is not one per professional who actually is able to put all these things together. And that's where yeah. I want to come. That's where I want to be able to see evaluate the patient and tell them this is one thing. This is on one side. The physical stuff this is the brain physically. And this is what the mental aspect of it. So how much the mental is involved into the physical and the incorporation. I was not able to walk. I still see double. I can't drive a car. Yeah. I do visual. But I, if I wasn't researching, I wouldn't have known that there's visual, visual therapy. It has improved that now I'm at a point of I can almost see single. And I have a monocular duplopia, which means... Only on one eye I see double, which is no sense. No, it doesn't make sense. You can't watch see double on one eye. You have yeah. to have both eyes to converge, so you can. If they don't converge, you see two things. But if they converge correctly, there's you're gonna be only one eye seeing. Yeah. But if only one eye is doing that to you, what is going on with the brain? You know. So it's I just, I just want to um, thank you for your comments. Sorry, I'm, sorry I'm going for sorry yeah. into details. I'm, I'm I just, very I just want to move on to a few questions, but Definitely. thank you so much for for sharing your thoughts, and hopefully you'll be able to connect with Kelsey offline too. Um, I see Cooper has a question, so Cooper, if you, you'd like to ask your question. Yeah, hi there, um, Kelsey. Just want to say that I'm a huge fan of yours. I originally heard your story, listened to the Bombhole podcast, probably about two months ago now. Um, I'm someone about six years living into post-traumatic brain injury life. So to hear, even just hearing your story is, uh, something really inspiring to me, but, uh, do want to ask what has your experience been like educating those close to you about your injury, both on the friends and family side, and then also, um, in terms of the snowboarding community as well. Well, hi Cooper. <laughs> I'm like, super nice to meet you. Thank you for all those kind words. Um, and yeah, I mean, that is. It's interesting to think about my friends and family. I mean, truthfully, I always say like, yeah, like my family, they're like my best friends. I lean on them constantly, but people don't understand what it's like going through a brain injury unless you've been through it. And so for me, that's been like hard because yeah, like my family didn't understand. And that was also really hard for me because I was just like, why don't you get it? Like, I just like, I feel crazy because you're not understanding this. And what I really have like come to terms with is that like, I'm just like, you, you won't get it. Like, this is my own experience. But for me with friends and family, I've just been trying to be better about communication. Um, So even if it's just like, they don't understand and they won't understand. It's like, okay, you won't understand this but can you just like, listen, um, has been kind of like a big one for me because yeah, like I used to just get like, so angry. I was just like, why don't you get it? Like I just, <laughs> but I don't know. It, it is very complex. Um, so yeah, I think communication is just like huge because they don't know what's going on inside your head. Um, so if you can communicate that to them, that would help. Um, I still am really bad at it and working on that. <laughs> 
Um, and the snowboard community is an interesting one. <laughs> um, the snowboard community is one that honestly, like the needle has been shifting, even just seeing like people talk about mental health, people wear helmets. Um, people are more receptive to learning about that more now than ever, which has been really cool to kind of get on in there and also, you know, shake, shake shit up a little bit. Um, but yeah, I don't know. The snowboard community is hard because, you know, we, if you've never had it, it's like the, it's like the black sheep of injuries. Like you almost don't want to talk about it or acknowledge it. But lately we've been trying to be like, you know what, if not, if, but when, you know, when is it going to happen? And that's kind of they it, the snowboard community and action sports has been our hardest one to shake up a little bit, but people are opening up to it, which is really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I appreciate you answering those questions. The snowboarding community one was definitely uh, interesting to me because you'll hear about it, especially listening to your podcast and you, you can talk about it through social media and everyone's really receptive to it. But when it comes to actually, you know, getting up on the mountain, it's still very style oriented. A lot of people are like, oh, I'm not going to look cool wearing a helmet or I'm not going to get this shot or like, so just seeing you make strides to kind of shift that within snowboarding the action sports community in general is just, it's awesome to see. And I'm glad that you're pushing that conversation. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And that's what it takes. Like, that's what I'm learning. Like, yeah, it takes like all of us existing within that space to like, you know, practice what we preach and like lead by action by wearing our helmets. And that's like what I've learned more than anything. So, but thank you. Thanks thank for you. Yeah, thank, you. thank you, Cooper. Yeah. Thank you for uh, for sharing your thoughts, asking the questions. Um, we also have Michelle with her hand raised. So Michelle, you wanna ask your question? You might need to unmute, Michelle. There you go. Um, there you are. Okay, I better go out of where I am right now. Sorry. Um, uh, I, I don't want to speak much because I feel like we could go on forever um, since we get each other. Um, and I, I, you are amazing. Um, I also had a TBI. Um, so it's, that was in 2020. Um, and as far as helmets, um, it would definitely make sense in my story with having a sledding um, accident where I hit my head and um, uh, I get to go back to my neurologist and probably ask her the same questions that I've asked her before since I had a seizure from my TBI. Um, and I'm not sure, um, I don't think I have a question for you, but um, I am trying to get involved in TBI because I just feel like, um, if you haven't had a TBI, you, you don't get it. And people could empathize, but they're not gonna get it. It's, you know, uh, living in our shoes and everybody is different. Um, so uh, I, um, I'm trying to 
Um, sorry, I'm, I feel like I should be speaking faster, um, but that's never been me. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to uh, get, um, plan a meeting with someone and I, my, the next couple of days are really busy for me. It's probably too much. I'm like, okay, I can't, I, I have to keep track of everything. <laughs> so yeah. I get it with um, also writing things down and communicating, which have never been very good for me. Anyway, yeah. I should stop because I know that, I, I'm sure that a lot of people have questions. <laughs> Oh, well, thank you for sharing, Michelle. And yeah, like, I mean, I think that's like part of the brain injury. And that's why like, like, we have to lean on each other and find the community where we feel safe to be like, like, I'm like, you're like notes. I'm like, I write so many things down. It's like, insane. Like my desk is just like, notes, you know, but it's like, what works for you is like, you know, what works for you. Um, and I don't think it's meant for anyone else to understand. And it's just kind of like, that's, it's part of the journey and getting to know yourself, right? Yeah. Thank, thanks for sharing, Michelle. We appreciate that. Um, we got still about 10 minutes left for questions. Um, I just to add, I'm sorry to interrupt. And post-it notes. Yeah. Post-it notes is what helps me a lot because it's like a reminder. Those are the things that I forget. Like, especially to finish one task before starting a new one. <laughs> so I, I have like a post-it notes, finish first this, finish the other thing first. Just a, a suggestion, <laughs> what helps me. Right. Shane, would you like to ask your question? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yep. Um, I'm, uh, I think I kind of have a moderate CBI. And um, when I originally got my TVI back in uh, 2005, I uh, I depended on family. And just in the recent years, I've gone out and done my own research. And uh, I'm kind of a technical guy. So, and I'm in this group called Heads and Tails. It's in Indiana. And uh, I've decided to... Uh, build a website called traumatic brain the traumatic brain project and i have the urls and i'm getting a building and i'd like to know if we like to coordinate yeah okay okay tech guy i love what? that i i just said okay tech guy that's that's i love this um thank you for sharing that and yeah i'll definitely i'll 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 get the url and look and we can we can dive in Thanks, okay, Shane, for sharing. How do I get my email to you? Um, you can go through the the Save Your Brain um, website. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, it's the website is just it's Save a Brain Inc. Inc. dot com. Yeah, I have it. Bookmark. Thank you, Thanks. Shane. I have um, a question. We also have Terry with a question. Hi there. Uh, Kelsey, thank you for your testimony. And I just want to ask one question. Do you ever say, I know how you feel? Um, I mean, it's hard. That's like a hard statement because even in my time, like I'm like, 
I can relate to how people, you know, maybe feel, but it's like everyone's feelings are very different. And like what everyone's experiences are very different as well. So like, for me, I'm just always like, I see you, I hear you. I'm here for you. Like, I understand the unknown and the frustrations of maybe what you're going through. Um, But I don't know if I'm ever just like, I feel the exact thing because I think it's, everyone's going through something different. The reason I ask that is because I've I've been able to work with a lot of veterans and for them to come back from war, I've never been in war, Mm -hmm. but we both have a TBI. Yep. So I've been very careful not to say, I know exactly how you feel. So I wanted to know how you handle that. It's hard. It's hard. And yeah, that's like what I've resulted to is I'm just like, you know what? Like we've all been through traumatic brain injuries, but I still don't know how you feel exactly, you know? So it's like, I think just like being like, I see you, I hear you. I completely like, I'm here for you is like, I think how I've been kind of navigating it, but it's different for everyone. I just want to say one more thing. You can make it. I'm 28 years out for my TBI. Wow. A lot of education. You can make it. Boss moves. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Terry. Um, And for anyone who needs um, the Save Your Brain website, um, Jackie put it in the chat so you could um, copy that so you can contact Kelsey um, after this. Um, let's see, Bree, you have a question. Hey, KB. <laughs> hey, Bree. Um, so with exhausting what you feel within the extreme sports world, what do you think the next steps are for Save a Brain? Oh, uh, like, like conversate, like just like how we're going to like continue to try to move the needle. Yeah. I don't know. I think, I know, I feel like people are like, what do you, what do you think about this? I'm like, I, I don't, you know, day by day over here, but I think what, I don't know. I think it's just like creating that safe space for people to come to and feel comfortable to learn is like important. And also like for us, like people are like, you could like be the helmet police or like, you know, you could like be these people, but for save a brain, I'm just like, we don't want to be the people yelling like nobody, nobody likes that guy, you know, like, but I think it's just like, yeah, like creating the understanding and like the middle ground of like, okay, we can come together and just learn about this. And the more people learn what I've been seeing is like, yeah, like people are more receptive to educating themselves. They're more receptive to wearing a helmet, more receptive to even just looking out for their friends. Um, so yeah, I think just moving forward, we're just going to keep, remember why we're here, keep doing what we're doing and create that safe space for everyone. So thank Great. you. Thank Thanks you. For coming, I think we have time for one more question and it looks like Arthur has his hand up. Yes. Um, it's really more of a question about my TBI has nothing to do with concussions. I'm probably nearly three times your age and uh you know i i i relate to lots of the things you're saying about deficits and psychology and psychiatry my question is have you interacted at all with the nfl in terms of concussions because they're doing tremendous amounts of work on helmets and 
you know, reducing concussions and things like that. I don't know if it's completely off the off the topic of how you know sled boarders get concussions. But the second comment is, I saw all your activity. I looked on your website; it's great. See a lot of your activity in Utah. Um, um, if you can get or at least reach out to Mitt Romney, uh, if you can get him on your board or whatever. I mean, I went to school with him. I haven't had a relationship with him in years, but he's a wonderful, wonderful person. And I think he would relate uh, to finding ways to help your organization. Hi, Arthur. Thank you for sharing that. That's a great, I'm like, great idea, writing that one down. But, um, and that's like how we're here, you know, like like I said, it, it's been three and a half years. I am I know nothing about the nonprofit realm, which is a beast of a realm. And yeah, for us, like we rooted in action sports because that's where it was easiest. But for us, our goal is to expand outside of that. Um, this year, especially, we've been trying to get our hands into, yeah, football and soccer and like all of these other sports. But it definitely just takes time um, because, yeah, getting into the football realm would be huge. Um, but like, yeah, currently we've just kind of like implemented like concussion protocols for athletes in surfing snowboarding and skiing um but i love i love that idea of the mitt romney and this this is what it takes you know these conversations like that's how saver brains here like it's never it's just been like people connecting and being like okay what have you thought about this and then i'm like no i haven't great um so thank you for all of that and thank you, Kelsey. We really want to thank you for, for your presentation today and sharing your story and, and taking all of the questions. Um, and anyone else who wants to reach out to Kelsey, please reach her through the Save a Brain uh, website, you know, below. Um, we want to thank you all for attending today. Uh, immediately after this presentation, there's going to be a survey for you to answer about today's presentation. We'll also be following up with an email survey if you're unable to complete it right now. Um, also be on the lookout for our winter brainstorm newsletter, um, which will actually feature an article uh, about Kelsey, so you can read about that. Um, and we are going to have a winter brainstorm speaker, um, which will be Kyla Pierce from the Love Your Brain Foundation on Thursday, January 11th. So hopefully many of you will join us. And if you're interested in any more of our events or participating in our research, um, much of which can be done remotely, please check us out on the Kessler Foundation website. Again, thank you, Kelsey, and thank you all for attending today. Thank, thank you, everyone. And yeah, reach out on the website or even Instagram, Save a Brain or Kelsey Boyer Instagram. It will take me a minute to respond, but I will respond. <laughs> join a study at KesslerFoundation.org slash join.